Hi there, and welcome to episode 12 of The Light Experiments. Now, Amy and I had intended to talk about all the ways life communicates with us, how it answers our questions and offers us constant clues and signs and signals, but we ended up taking our sidetrack all the way to the end because it was exactly where we were meant to go. This is a discussion about wanting and not having, um, contentment and frustration, about manifestation, Instagram envy and grace. It's basically about asking life for more and not receiving the clues, signs and signals that we expect in the timely manner we'd hoped for. (laughs) And as always, it's huge. Um, If you're joining us for this very full circle conversation, welcome. From the bottom of our hearts, thank you for being a part of it. We're so grateful. Enjoy. Yes. So this idea of desire, you know, wanting manifestation, freedom of choice, money, all of that is at the heart of what I've been going through in recent times. And what I am learning and what I'm receiving keeps coming back to the be, do, have paradigm which has been really internalized for me because I've been doing so much meditation lately. Um, It's been a really interesting experience to sort of drop the mind for such long periods and to allow whatever is there to arise and be and explore that. And one of the major things has been the sense, the very real sense of already being all the things that I desire. I know this sounds a bit strange, but, you know, like in terms of feeling currencies, feeling frequencies, understanding that there is no separation and that's not just a string of words, that is an actual truth and feeling yourself as a a network, a focus point of energies, of frequencies, being a radio basically that you can tune yourself into whatever frequencies you want to amplify, any frequencies you want to both receive and emanate. It sort of has felt to me like that's the freedom of choice. Every single thing is already within you. You then get to choose which frequency you dial into. And when you understand the power of being a generator, a conductor and generator of certain frequencies, then you get to choose whatever it is that you emanate. I guess one of the things that came through in one of the downloads recently was there is nothing to wait for when you are already it. And the things that we wait for or hope for or desire and plan for are feelings of abundance and beauty and freedom and all of those things. And I think that's what I'm learning. Obviously, I have no credibility (laughs) in this space because as yet I have not manifested any of these frequencies into physical reality. But it is interesting that you don't surrender in order to be 
taken over and then relinquish all desire. You are being taken over by the desire that is you. We're already taught by the teachers and the masters that whatever your reality is right now has been called to you for good reason. It has been the desire of your soul to evolve through whatever is. So it's a really, it's really tricky. It's a really mm. um, complex kind of idea because you've got your, yourself on the ground the part of you that is physically experiencing the reality that you're in that wants different things because there are certain discomforts and certain aspirations that you want to grow away from or towards. And then there's this other aspect of you that is 100% content in what is because what is is exactly what it is manifested in order to evolve. <laughs> So it's a it's a tricky one. It's I'm so pleased you said that because it is tricky. Although sometimes when you read the masters or the the teachings, it sounds simple. Like you yes. read it and you nod your head, or I do. I find myself nodding my head and I'm yeah. like, yeah, that makes so much sense. much sense. But then when I try to articulate it in an applicable sense, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it is really tricky because. You're exactly right. And I think about, you know, when we find ourselves in particularly challenging situations that, as you say, we don't necessarily want and we're at the point of recognising that. Mm. So it's like, all right, I'm standing here in this place looking at my external reality and what the environment is reflecting back at me and all of it is confirming what I don't want. Right. And... Yet I stand here knowing that my soul has 100% called this into being because this is exactly what it wants or needs for its growth and expansion. So which part of me doesn't want this and which part of me wants something different? Beautifully put, my God. I have a feeling (laughs) which doesn't clarify or simplify it at (laughs) all. (laughs) But I have a feeling that it's all the same. Yeah, it is. That as you beautifully put, the soul is okay with whatever because it's never um, like the blueprint that the the soul is sort of going by or has mm-hmm. laid down, I don't f- believe or understand to contain like minute details of like colour and shade and picture and it's got, it might have themes and direction, mm-hmm. overarching influence, soul family, that kind tendencies. of stuff. Tendencies. Tendencies, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. Um, teachings, lessons, rememberings, that kind of stuff. But it's not about the, the minutia or the colour of the curtains. No. Why is the desire um, arising out of the soul if it's okay with this? Well, it's not. Well, it is, but I'm not. Which mm. part of me isn't? Is that mm. now my personal preference? So then am I supposed to be okay with everything? Is that like? Really good question. And then you get to where, <sighs> like where I've just got to, like I was explaining to you and it's like, well, I'm telling myself that I am okay with everything. 
but now it's been placed in front of me. Well, what about something different? Maybe that is how it works. Maybe you get to a place where you understand the perfection of what is and you love it for what it is because you know you are (laughs) exactly where you need to be even if it doesn't look the way you'd hoped it would. And then because isn't nature, true nature, which is what we are made of and what this entire paradigm is perpetuated by, Isn't nature simply in the process of evolving? And what is evolution? Evolution is going beyond, it's adapting to, but going beyond what it was into a more more full expression of a potential Mm. that exists beyond our reckoning. Mm -hmm. Okay. So maybe this internal stretching that you're feeling towards something more or just something slightly different in one way or another is the dance between the embodied and the potential. Mm. I don't know, sensing that there's something more to experience, there's something else to step into. and. I guess, you, you know, you can live an entire life looking at what you want next and going towards it. But if you don't come into what is for a moment and align yourself with what is, maybe you're not allowing for potentials that you can't see to be accessed. I don't know what I'm trying to say here. I think you're exactly right. I know I do know what you're trying to say and I feel like you're on the money and it has become very clear just in you talking looking at my own situation and I was just explaining to somebody yesterday about what happened last year because of the nature of the way that it occurred I was given no choice but to no. accept it. So there was no opportunity for me in that to deny, refuse, avoid, reject, no, none, nothing. Had to be in complete acceptance of what is. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I shared with you and, and others about how that felt like grace and how we really felt gracious and gratitude because of the way that it happened, which meant we were very much, I was very much in acceptance of what is, mm. which led to a state, I'm looking back now since then, of, I guess, stillness, of not wanting, not desiring, of being in what is mm. and being okay with that, mm-hmm. genuinely okay with that mm-hmm. to the point where, as I've explained, I haven't wanted anything else. In comes stimulus. Mm-hmm. In comes potential mm-hmm. from outside of my personal scope of vision and perception of life. Mm-hmm. So I think, yes, you're, you're hitting on a truth there. And I find myself actually saying that in my work a lot to people. You know, the way through is by being in. Because often I'm dealing 
and working with people who are in a situation they don't want to be in. They want change. Right. Mm-hmm. They want something to change, to transform, to shift. They're unhappy, feeling lost, whatever it might be. And a lot of what we talk about is acceptance of where you are right now in order to move through. And I do find myself saying it's only when you can be where you are that life can deliver op- other opportunities to you. Totally. Otherwise, you're too busy and preoccupied rejecting, avoiding, denying, pushing, resisting. So interesting because I hadn't thought about my situation like that actually, but I think it might be a good example of that in action. It's beautiful. And the image of you finding stillness and acceptance within the current reality and then the stimulus of an external potential arising, that's grace. Mm. You know, it's no accident. Mm. That's, that's part of you being touched and activated by another part of it. You know, it's not anything separate to it. It's like, mm-hmm. um, you know, we were thinking of talking today about the way life, you know, talks to you and how you can listen to it and how you can communicate with it. And it's so funny, like grace <laughs> is so intertwined with that concept and the more I meditate on grace which I think for a long time I thought was momentary flashes of something for the lucky or the well-deserving just the fortunate just like wow how lucky was that but now I understand that you cannot unravel grace from life, from now, from moments, from embodiment, manifestation, from formless, from spirit. It's just another word for God. Mm. And what is grace? Grace is elegance. It's elegant solutions. It's nothing extraneous. It's generous. It's kind. It's beautiful. And these are all aspects of nature, God, Mm. (laughs) truth, freedom, love, whatever you want to call it. It's all the same thing Mm. in different ways of experiencing. Does that make sense? Like (laughs) I was thinking, you know, we say grace to express our gratitude for what we receive, for the genius that has provided let's call it fruit and vegetables because it is absolute genius and we sit and we say grace and we say thank you what is grace grace is gratitude and if grace is in every single moment and it's everything that we are and it's everything that we live then we are saying grace in every moment if we are fully conscious of our experience even if it's a shit show and you understand that there is grace there too, I don't know, it's coming back to this sense of accepting and loving what is in order to create some space for more grace. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's a beautiful way of, of putting it. Grace isn't passive. It's, as you say, a part of it of which we are a part of. 
it is actually a vibrational force that flows and that you can run with, you can flow with, it can it can help propel you and there's the elegance of it. Mm. Like things happening, like you said yourself, you had envisaged a certain thing happening through your work and then yesterday two out of the three possibilities just ping arrived. That's grace. Mm. That's ease. That's flow. It's the wave, you know, that's rising up and you can either swim against the current and go your own way or you can allow what is. Um, But I think finding the grace and feeling the gratitude for it in the current moment is very key, which again (laughs) raises the raises the quandary, I guess, around desire and acceptance or the tension that may exist between accepting what is and yet wanting to grow more into, what does Eckhart Tolle say? I love the way he said it. He said, um, your primary purpose in life is to allow more consciousness to flow into the world through you. What is consciousness? (laughs) It's all the same thing. Consciousness is the intelligence of life. Mm. It is the force of nature. It is the elegance of evolution, which is grace. And it's all supportive and it's all there and it's 100% in us and around us and through us and of us. and (laughs) And yet we're still here on the ground sort of like, wanting more and I'm a hundred percent living the contrast for sure myself and I think the tension for me is less around desire and reality and more around a sense of potential and then a feeling of frustration that I'm not expanding into that sense of potential either enough or quickly enough and maybe potential holds space for all the things that everyone desires. I mean, doesn't God say that in conversations with God? He says it's no accident that every human being wants exactly the same thing. Mm. Every single person wants prosperity, joy, love, companionship, or a sense of belonging. I don't know. He lists them or she lists them. Mm. They list them. And I think the reason we want all the same things is because we are intrinsically wanting to become more of who we really are. And those aspects are the aspects of our true nature. That's who we really are. That's what life is Mm-hmm. in its fullest expression. It is generous. It is joyous. It is abundant. It is graceful. It is elegant in its solutions. It is magnificent and all of those things. So it sort of makes sense that we all want the same things because if what you were saying, which is, you know, the soul is the is desire, that's the essence of the soul, 
which is perfectly in harmony with the idea that free will and choice is the linchpin of life. (laughs) If teachers and masters have taught that what we are doing here is being the process of evolution, we are being God, growing into more God, but the illusion pits us against ourselves and each other and the world and all the rest of it, but it does clarify, for me, it clarifies two things. It clarifies the fact that desire is inherent because without desire, there would be no evolution. Mm -hmm. And it also clarifies the fact that we want the same things because we are all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And God is wanting to, just like we as individuals, as above, so below, just as we are wanting to grow more fully into the potential of who we are and what we are, so too does God. That is what we're doing. That is why we want to grow more and more into our fullness, because that is the point. Mm because we are an individuation of God energy, become Mm. more of itself so that the whole can become more and more and more and more God. Mm -hmm. So therein lies a very interesting thing and perhaps something I've never contemplated before, this somewhat uncomfortable experience yeah it is attention is the right it is attention isn't it you feel Mm. like you're you're wanting to stretch out beyond what is even while loving and appreciating what is Mm. it's a paradox actually and I don't think I've ever heard it put like that because I don't know about you but when I look at you know the Instagram accounts of people who are fulfilling every one of their earthly desires, it causes tension in me because I'm not living a wizarding life right now where all my earthly desires have been made manifest. But can we be sure? Do you know what I think it is? getting the full picture? I don't know that we're getting the, we're getting the highlight reel. We know that for sure. Yeah. You know what occurs to me? We talk a lot about the spiral. Mm. And we're all at a different point Mm -hmm. on the spiral. And for some, the most valuable place to be on the spiral is a place of feeling like a wizard. (laughs) Mm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, feeling as though there is nothing that cannot be controlled. Mm. But it is a spiral. 100%. So so it's not that too shall pass, Mm -hmm. whether it's in this lifetime or outside, whatever, 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 because that is the essence of the remembering and the forgetting that we talked so much about in terms of crucifixion, resurrection, inhaling, exhaling, whatever you want to call it, the cycles of life. Even the cosmic cycles, which go for thousands and thousands upon thousands of years, It still blows my mind to think that at a peak of remembering when everyone are in alignment with their true selves and with the grace of 
life and the abundance and joy and peace and all the rest of it, that even then too, the forgetting kicks in again and another portion of the cycle is lived out. So it's very interesting or maybe it's beneficial, I guess, for me personally (laughs) to keep bringing myself back to the notion of spiral and knowing that wherever I am on the spiral is precisely where I am on the spiral, that there's no better or worse, there's no winner, no loser. Because we're all traveling the same trajectory. It just doesn't take away from the fact that, you know, well, I want to be living in a stunning home in Byron Bay with, you know, my perfect partner and my consciously created existence. But it's not my story right now. Mm. It's just not. But here's the thing. I say yes to my experience right now. I say a full body yes to it because I see the grace in it, Mm. not just see it. I feel the grace in it and nobody else will see the grace in my story. The satisfaction for someone who has a very visibly pleasing life is that people can see or at least can assume (laughs) that there is so much grace at work there and, you know, the ease and the flow and the, you Mm. know, in harmony with. But here in my life, all people see is failure. No one knows the grace in it but me. But not having any external validation for the grace you feel in your own life is beautiful in its own way. It really is. Like if anyone else did know, the story wouldn't be the same. No. It's part of its beauty. Yeah. And I don't know what else to say about it. (laughs) (sighs) I once read a beautiful quote that, um, that was a channeled quote from guides and the quote was, Your deepest heart's desire is God's wish for you. You are one and the same. Yeah, you were born of that. You are that. It's why you're here. And sometimes I wonder if when it all boils down and everything in the external world just goes whisper quiet for a minute, if every single soul on the planet's heart's desire is exactly the same thing, Mm. if when it all comes down, we are all just wanting to be more fully who and what we really are here Mm. in Mm. form. Yeah. People want to feel fully self-expressed. And I'm not just talking about in language. I'm just talking about growing out towards the lines life has drawn for you and that are ever expanding actually. Yeah. 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 That's beautiful. That's a really beautiful image. When I discovered that was my deepest desire, I can't get away from it now. And everything else just feels like a way of expressing 
that desire. And it's no accident that living in beauty and peace and prosperity and enthusiasm and joy are part of that expression because it is who and it is what we are made of. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Of course we want to grow into more of that because that's our true nature. Mm. I know I'm being repetitive, but I'm having to say it to myself. I'm having to say it to myself too. And it comes back to what you said at the beginning of this conversation about the experiences you're having in meditation, where you're getting out of your mind for such an extensive accumulative period now, Mm -hmm. you're realizing that you already are everything. (laughs) And so, of course, that's what we want to be doing in our manifested physical reality It's becoming who we already are. It's remembering what we already know. It's in that space when we're not consumed by our thinking mind or our Mm -hmm. physical body. We remember, we know, we experience the oneness, not just oneness with source with each other, but oneness with all aspects of beauty, abundance, divinity, belonging, communion, connection. So yes, in our manifested everyday physical reality, We are wanting to be self-realized and self-expressed. We're wanting to realize that, make real that. It's the who becoming the what, which is the formless becoming form. It's that simple. It's truth moving into embodiment. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that there is another true way to feel fulfilled. Mm. Because actually that's been at the heart too of my tension between reality and my sense of potential, feeling such a great distance from it and feeling unfulfilled. And what I found was that when I was in these periods of meditation, I felt profoundly fulfilled because there was no distance between me (laughs) and what I thought I wanted because I was it. Mm Mm-hmm. And, you know, you were saying we're not separate from grace, abundance, joy, and all those things that we want. We're also not separate from fear and lack and illusion. That's part of it too. And somehow that feels like part of the peacemaking process, understanding that the whole spectrum is within you and you come in knowing that you can pull on whichever string you like. You get to choose what you become more of. And that can be anger and bitterness and fear and lack. That is your right. But I think in quietening the mind and unraveling yourself from the illusion a little bit does bring you into a sense of remembrance that you know that is not who you truly are it is 100% a part of this realm and for good reason but the emancipation from that i think is remembering too that you get to choose your frequency you get to choose what string you pull what you amplify what you emanate and therefore what you are a vibrational match for what you attract 
magnetize. That's the feminine Mm. embodiment. Um, And if we are magnetizing anything, it is through our vibration. It is through the frequency that we choose. I know this all sounds very Abraham Hicks and (laughs) heard it all before. I've heard it all before, Mm. but I think even when I was exploring Abraham Hicks and this idea of manifestation and all the rest of it, as you know, I still felt a discord Mm. around, oh, I'm claiming what is already mine because it's already there, but I couldn't understand that fully because my physical reality is at such a great distance from what I feel like I desire and all the rest of it. It's only been through the experience of allowing myself to get to a point where I don't have anything really that I've been able to tune into the truth of what I've been told a thousand times before. That makes sense to me. Right? That God says in conversations with God, the concept is, you know, that it's like in every moment you're the avatar walking through the environment of the game and in every moment you get to click your console to make your choice about what happens next but the program has already been written and every single possibility that you choose is already in the program every conceivable possibility already exists And I found that such a comforting idea. I'm like, I'm just choosing what is already there. But I still couldn't quite understand what is this sense of distance between me and that. And it's only been in the dropping of everything, putting my console down (laughs) and sitting down in the middle of the game and realizing that I am the game. I am not separate from it. I am the mm-hmm. program is I am the program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what is the sense of distance then? Well, I think that's the illusion of that singularity, the sense of singularity mm. of being the player in the game and the illusion that you are separate from the game and the program and the possibilities that feels like the distance. I feel like, and again, distance, if it is, if it does come down to this sense of singularity in what is actually a very unified field, then of course we feel at a distance from what it is that we're choosing. Yeah, then I, I because distance always comes with time. Yes, but, Amy. But they both only exist because of each other in this reality, right? That's what this 3D reality is the construct of or is constructed by. Well done. But I do still have a tension with distance and timing because everything you just spoke of, you know, we get to choose the thread, the cord that we pull. We get to choose the frequency that we align with. We get to be a wizard if we want to be a wizard. So then why aren't the wizards just going bang, bang, bang? Yeah. Is it because there's more to learn? Is it because there's a sense of timing, that then becomes my question. Spiral, spiral, spiral. Spiral, spiral, spiral. Peace with what is, but allowing room for the tension too, because the tension, it has got to serve a purpose Mm. 
it is also here for good reason, as you say. My God, when you mentioned time, I was like, yes. And you know what? When you said, like, why isn't it happening happening for the wizards? Just like, boom, boom, they think of it and it happens. It's my understanding that that's how it works in the formless realms. Mm, mine too. That there is no time lapse. Yeah. They simply have a desire I would like to know or I wish to experience or whatever, and it's and happening. It's, yeah, yeah. It's instantaneous. Uh. But we have chosen to experience that in space and time with the illusion that we are separate from the things that we want to experience. Well, we've chosen to experience it in the illusion. So we have to remember we are in the space-time continuum Yeah, here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we don't need to be resigned, but I guess we have to accept what is. Yeah. I'm not under the illusion or delusion that there isn't something to be gained and learned in the tension. You know, I'm certainly no wizard. So there are still blind spots Mm. for me. Mm -hmm. And I guess there's supposed to be. Exactly because the formless part of you is in the instantaneous realm. Mm. Mm -hmm. But the desire was and is to experience the self through time lapse, through distance. Mm. So that must be for very good reason, Amy, because it is a perfectly legitimate choice to also remain in the formless realm where, mm, mm -hmm. yes, it is. If you are here, if you are alive in a human body, it is because your soul is choosing to be here for it still now, right? Mm. The moment that the soul says, I choose something else is the moment that we transition out of here. Mm. So if we're here, it is a choice. It is by the soul's choice, which means there is value here beyond our reckoning. Our true selves, our divine selves are completely free. Why choose limitation? Why choose time lapse? Why choose frustration? Because I don't think you can evolve as effectively or in such unexpected ways if you have and can access everything you want whenever you want, however you want. Mm. There has to be some value in going through. And Eckhart Tolle does talk about evolution in nature and that if there wasn't a tension, if the waters weren't receding, Mm. the creature may never have put its little (laughs) pad, its little whatever it was, (laughs) its little fin. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And even even if that's how life evolved, we don't know necessarily. But what I'm saying is that Mm. it's a really Mm. good point. Like there had to be a tension Yeah. In order for the being, the form, to go beyond what it knew. 
Yeah. It had to there had to be a reason for it to go beyond what it knew. And maybe the formless realm does not provide the very thing that is required for us to go beyond what we already know. I don't know. I think that's yeah, that feels so good to me. Does to it? hear that? Yeah, it yeah. really resonates beautifully in my body. Okay. And that's always a good uh, sign. A nice sign. Yeah, it does. You know what it does to me? It changes completely the underwriting of this life. Mm, talk to me. Well, it really does. It, it. I guess it changes again or just adds another definition to or refinement of my understanding of this life being a choice. I found myself saying it yesterday a little bit to a client. So it wasn't me saying it, it was coming through me that life on earth in the realm of physicality on earth is like nowhere else in the entire cosmos, in all the dimensions. Mm-hmm. Nowhere is it like earth, the conditions mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. So I guess. What you're saying expands my understanding of the choice of choosing right. incarnation, choosing this, these conditions, this realm, hmm. that it isn't just a karmic thing. It's not just, a, oh, I didn't learn that last time, so I've got to go back this time, or that was unresolved, so I'm committed to going back. I guess what I got from yesterday and what I'm getting from today is it's not just either there or here. It's there is like anywhere. Multiverse. Multiverse, all of the options, even staying with source in heaven. Yep. Yesterday, what I realized is that it's like a preciousness, like a rarity, like a a treasure. Mm -hmm. The needle is teeny tiny in the haystack. Like earth, life here is so unique and teeny tiny Mm -hmm. in the potentiality of our existence, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which I guess heightens that sense of specificity of choice. Yeah, right. I hear what you're saying. Desire, direction. Because the choices are infinite. So the value of being here in this place, this realm, this time, this space is immeasurable, really. That is very difficult to remember sometimes. <laughs> it's so fucking difficult to remember. Right. Oh, my God. Like, are you kidding me? When you're <sighs> traffic and it's pouring with rain and you're like, what the? Where am I even going anyway? What could possibly make this worthwhile? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wowzers. Wowzers, wowzers, wowzers. We really go some places in these conversations. (laughs) (laughs) And there you have it. That was the final episode of season one of The Light Experiments. If you've enjoyed any of the content so far and have a moment to rate or review it on any of the major podcast platforms, that would be amazing as it'll help us reach um, a wider audience. If you're on Instagram, you can also follow us there at the light experiments, all one word. 
and we look forward to connecting with you more and more. Thank you so much for being here. Bye for now.